Preparations for large and significant events are very important and meaningful. Right now in the life of the church, there are a lot of preparations being made for the ladies' spring banquet. There's a great deal of planning taking place for many things, including preparations for the all-purpose room where the banquet will take place. The room will be beautifully decorated, tables and chairs arranged. All will be made ready for the ladies to gather and to eat the banquet meal together. The scripture tells us that God has prepared a great many good things for us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it reads, But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit teaches everything, even the depths of God. I want us tonight to consider what God has revealed to us concerning what he has prepared. What God reveals to us concerning what is prepared. To answer that question, we begin by considering the preparations that were made for the Passover which Jesus was going to die. The incident is included, recorded in Luke chapter 22, and it is true, it is factual. It's an incident that actually occurred. And occurred not randomly, but purposefully. The incident was intended to be an object lesson for the disciples and an object lesson for us as well. In order to better understand that object lesson, we must first consider the elements of what is taking place in this narrative. My theme tonight is the Passover preparations, an important object lesson. In the passage before us, there is a very prominent word. It is that which is the most significant in the portion of Scripture, and that is the word prepare. Prepare. It occurs four times in this very brief narrative. Look with me, reading uh, beginning at Luke 22, 7. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. They said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters. And tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. So the emphasis on this passage is preparation. And as we read it, it might seem a bit curious, rather odd, but once again, the incident is intended to describe what is very significant concerning our Lord's Passover. So let's look at these details a little more closely. First, a consideration of the preparations that were made for Jesus' celebration of the Passover with his disciples. Verse 7, then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb was to be sacrificed. 
Jesus told Peter and John to go in order to prepare the Passover for Jesus and the disciples. Verse 8. So Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. So temporarily, Peter and John were going away from the disciples and Jesus in order for them to prepare a place and a meal to celebrate the Passover together. They have a concern. How would they know the place that the Passover was to be celebrated, and how would they know the way to the place? Verse 9, they said to him, where will you have us prepare it? Jesus said, a man will come to them. Verse 10, he said, behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you, and they are to follow the man who will show them the way. He said, behold, you will have entered the city, a man carrying a jar will meet you, Follow him into the house that he enters. So it's quite simple. There will be a man. They don't even have to look for him. He's going to find them. He's going to be carrying a jar and there to follow him and walk right in the house as he enters. The master of the house will welcome them in, verse 11, and tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room that I may eat at the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large room furnished Prepare it there. They will find that the master's house is a very suitable and appropriate place for the Passover to be eaten. First of all, the room that they are shown is more than big enough for Jesus and the disciples to meet together. Verse 12, he will show you a large upper room. Plenty, plenty of accommodations for the disciples. They will find a place that has everything that they need. For it tells us in verse 12 that it's furnished. It's furnished. There is nothing that they are going to have to provide. And third, the celebration would take place that was to be prepared there. Verse 12. Prepare it there. Well, they did just as Jesus told them to do. And they discovered all that he said was true. Everything that he told them actually took place. Verse 13, and they went and found it just as he had told them. So his word was true. They prepared the Passover meal just as he intended. Verse 13, and when they had found it, it was just as they had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the appointed time had come, they ate the Passover together in the place that they had been prepared for them. Verse 14, and when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. Jesus had been looking forward to eating this Passover with his disciples. Verse 15, he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. This was a very unique Passover. It was different like all the, than all the rest. And it was just before Jesus was going to suffer. These events and this Passover were intended to point to something future and greater. Verse 16, for I tell you, I will not eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So there is something yet to take place that is significant of which this particular Passover foreshadows. Something that they are to look forward to. Something that will be fulfilled. What we have been considering is an actual course of events that took place in the celebration of the Passover in which Jesus 
would institute the Lord's Supper. As I said, the incidents are not random, and they are more than simply curious. I said they are to serve as an object lesson for the disciples and for us. So what is that object lesson? That's obviously the big issue of the night. Well, a consideration of the object lesson preparing a place for us. Now I'm going to ask you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Nice to hear the rustling of the pages. I know you're turning. When I stop hearing the rustling of the pages, I will start. John chapter 14. At this very same Passover celebration, Jesus is instructing his disciples that he must go away and prepare a place for them. Jesus is preparing the hearts of the disciples regarding his coming death. Verse verse 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus is going to die on the morrow. And he knows that this is going to be difficult for the disciples. But like Peter and John earlier that day, Jesus was going to have to go away. Verse 2, In my Father's house are many rooms. If we're not so, I would have told you that I go. That I go. But unlike Peter and John's going away, Jesus' going away would mean death upon the cross. But the way that Jesus' death was to be viewed was to be viewed as his going away with a purpose. He was leaving them temporarily for a reason. A reason. Again, like Peter and John, Jesus is going away in order to prepare a place. Verse 2. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. So Jesus is going to be leaving them in order to prepare a future Passover, and a place to observe it. It is going to be his father's house. In my father's house are many rooms. And like the room that they are in, the father's house is very large, very commodious. It's big enough for All the disciples, verse 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. There's many rooms. Loads of place. Don't have to worry about that. Like the room that they are in, it is well furnished. For the King James translates verse 2, in my Father's house are many mansions. Many mansions. The one emphasizes the size, the Other emphasizes the grandeur of it. This is an incredibly well-furnished place. Many mansions, many mansions. In fact, the Word of God tells us that he's actually preparing a city for us. Hebrews 11, 16. 
But as it is written, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. He's prepared for them a city. And all of these verses where I'm using the word prepare isn't just an English word. It's the exact same Greek word in each of these these accounts, because there are other places where the word prepared is used in English, such as he prepared a body for him, but, but that's a different Greek word. So I'm staying with the, the same Greek word all the way through this. He's prepared a heavenly city, a place that is far better than anything we've ever known. And like the original Passover that celebrated deliverance from the bondage and misery of Egypt, we will celebrate the deliverance from the misery, heartache, and consequences of sin. You know the passage well, Revelation 21.4. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things are passed away. And then we're told of the magnificence of this city. Revelation 21.22 and following. And I saw no temple in the city, for the temple is the Lord, God Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine in it, for the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there shall be no night there. They will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does not do what is anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's a, a very special place where God and his people will honeymoon forever. Revelation twenty one two says and I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Made beautiful, made ready for a reuniting. It's a place where we can be together with God. And the best thing about a honeymoon place is not the location, although many times people choose very special locations for their honeymoon. They go to places that are more exotic. They go to places that uh, are pleasurable, like the Bermuda and other places. They stay in areas that are probably nicer than their homes. But what makes a honeymoon place special is not really the accommodations. It's that you're there with your spouse. That's what makes it such a wonderful place. And so too we find that this place to which we are headed, even though it's a magnificent place, and I could go on and read, and you, you know the passages about streets of gold and its magnific magnificence, but yet what really makes it wonderful is that we are with the Lord. John 14, 2, in my Father's house are many rooms. If we're not so, I would have told you that I go to repair a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That's the great news, that we will be with God forever and ever. What made the house and room special, the disciples were eating the Passover meal together, was not just the room, is that they were eating that Passover meal with Jesus. For Jesus said that he earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you, the disciples, with them. Revelation 21.3, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. Yet another teaching point from what Peter and John had just experienced that afternoon. How would they get there? How would they know the way to this prepared place? John 14, 3 and 4. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. But just like Peter and John had asked earlier, they said to him, where will you have us prepare it? Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Well, Jesus tells them how to get there. Just as the disciples were to follow the man who was carrying the jar, we're to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Or Jesus will take us there. Verse 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said to them in verse 6, I'm the way. I'm the way. I'll take you there. Just as the servant had led the disciples to the master's house, Jesus leads us to the father's house. Verse 6, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He had said earlier, in my Father's house are many mansions. Because of Jesus, we will be welcomed, as the disciples were welcomed, into the Master's house that very afternoon and evening. And here, I think, is the most crucial lesson to be learned. Just as Peter and John found all that Jesus had said was true, verse 13 of Luke 22, and they went and found it just as he had told them, so too we will find that all that Jesus said is true. It will be just as he has told us. For verse 6, Jesus said to them, I am the way. And he also said, I am the truth. I am the truth. We can rely on what Jesus tells us. And we will eat that meal with him, the marriage supper of the Lamb, for he is the life, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus speaks of his own resurrection, verse 3, 
If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That he is going to rise from the dead. That's why they do not need to be afraid or anxious. Jesus, though he will be crucified, will come back to life. For he tells us he is going to prepare a place for us. We, though we may die, will be made alive and will be with him forever and ever. So I have just four concluding thoughts. First, just as earnestly, just as Jesus earnestly desired to eat that Passover meal with his disciples, Jesus earnestly desires to eat the marriage lamb, to eat the marriage supper of the lamb with us. Secondly, just as all that he had said came true, so all that Jesus had told us will come true as well. That, I think, is one of the most significant thoughts. Jesus demonstrated that afternoon by telling his disciples to go and prepare a Passover, sending them on their way. And they discovered everything that he said was true. So that night, he could talk about his own going away. And everything that he said was true. Because he is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. Just as all the preparations were made, and they ate of that Passover meal together, so too, all the preparations will have been made, and we will partake of the marriage supper of the Lamb together. Tonight, we celebrate Jesus having gone away in order to prepare a place. He's coming again. He will take us there. And we will find everything that he has said is true. Let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for his ministry. We thank you that he went away by dying on the cross, ascended into heaven, and even now is preparing a place for us. We are thankful that we know the way. It is through Jesus Christ. We are thankful that he himself will take us there. And we are thankful that just like he had instructed his disciples, so too everything he teaches us, we will see is true. We will experience. We will eat that marriage supper that is being prepared for us. Lord, give us joy and confidence as we enter into communion, celebrating Jesus' preparation for us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.